I have a very, very special episode right here. The Free Your Energy Podcast. I have one of the most entertaining people I've ever met in my life. I brought on Mr. Bali Bandari. Now in this episode, we're gonna we're gonna get a good introduction to him. We're gonna learn about his story. We're gonna learn about why you guys should know him. I feel like he has a lot of value and a lot of entertaining value to offer us. So without further ado, here is my chat with Mr. Bali Bandari. Bali, welcome. Yes. My guy. So you have an interesting story. And so I brought you on because I want to know a little bit about you, especially mm-hmm. as a as a poker player, as a business owner. Yeah. You have a you have a very interesting story. So, yeah. So open up. Let me know yeah. <laughs> where do we begin here? How did you how did you get I into mean, this this poker thing? Yeah, that's a good. That's it is an interesting story. So because um, you're you're not just a regular poker guy. You're you're like. Yeah, no, I, I, I play a lot of poker, but mm-hmm. I got to give you a little brief, uh, like, history. Okay. I, um, so I was born in Canada. Okay. okay Toronto area. So go Raptors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got a tough battle with the Bucks today. With but anyways, Bucks, yep. um, born in Canada, uh, you know, brought up by the two best parents. Yeah. Uh, East Indian background, so education is like, you know, it's a high thing. priority. Right. So me and my younger brother, you know, we were taught from an early age, you know, you gotta, you gotta study, you gotta yep. do your homework, all that good stuff. Well, around age nine, we moved to Michigan. Um, stayed in Michigan until I was sixteen. Was that your first time experiencing the United States when you moved? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my father's an engineer. He got a job offer there, and. He had to take it, so we ended up all moving to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, age 16, we end up, he gets a, another thing overseas in Malaysia. Wow. So uh, we moved to Malaysia. Uh, commute to school every day to Singapore. They have an English-speaking okay. school. I mean, it was an experience, and um, I personally really liked it. Uh, my brother, not so much early, but then he it, it grew on him because he was uh, always like a star athlete. Oh, okay. okay. You know, so he didn't want to like leave his like people, I guess. Right. So, uh, how long were you in Detroit before you went to Malaysia? I was in uh, Detroit from nine to sixteen. Nine to sixteen. Nine okay. To 16. So then you get to Malaysia, and what was going on there? I mean, it was definitely, um, you know, growing up in North America, you're used to certain things and. Malaysia is just, um, it's a, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I like interacting with people, and um, you know the country is really, you know people maybe might think oh it's like third world. It's, mm-hmm. it's not third world, but I mean you you just have to I guess figure it out. Yeah. And as a kid, growing up in North America, you're used to like oh you see McDonald's, you see this, you see that. Over there, they've got, like, food carts and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, um, just so much different things going on. And so, you know, it was definitely new. Um, I was older brother, so I kind of, like, took the reins and, like, kind of got us over to Singapore for school and stuff like that. But um, it was definitely an experience mm-hmm. that I'll never forget. 
And personally, that's my favorite. I've been a lot of places, and Malaysia is by far number one on my list. Have you been back uh, since you know that time period of your life? I haven't been back specifically to Malaysia, but I've been around there. Okay. But it's definitely somewhere where I, I would definitely go back. I love the food. It's just a fusion of everything. Mm, okay. You know, uh, they, they've got Indian, Chinese, Malay. It's just, if you like food, you'd love Malaysia. If you like, you know, it's just good. Yeah, I love food. Yeah. Let's, so Let's go then. Yeah, we, we might have to head out there. <laughs> <laughs> but Singapore was cool. Singapore is very high tech. Mm, okay. Singapore is like, you know, you've been in New York. It's like, right. man, people are like moving and right. like. You know, you don't see too many cars. It's just everything is subway. They call it the MRT. So um, definitely very, uh, very, uh, very fast paced. Very fast paced. Okay. Malaysia more like country, mm-hmm. but beautiful. Um, so yeah, so I was over there for a couple of years, uh, finished high school, and then uh, went back to uh, college or university in Canada. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Again, while I was in Canada, man, I was I was trained. I was I was groomed to be a doctor. Okay. You know, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a, you know, engineer, something educational. High you know? high uh high salary jobs there. I mean, yeah, you got to be, you know, you got to you got to provide for a family. Mm, okay. So, and that was coming down from your from your my parents. Folks. Okay. Yeah, from my parents. I mean, I've been just trained, you mm-hmm. know, like you just you do your homework before you go and play. Mm, you yeah, know? of course. So, and if you're not getting A's, you're not winning. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, wanted the, they wanted the best from you. Yeah, they wanted the best from me. And, okay. you know, I, I love them for that. So uh, I uh, I was top student at, in, in Canada. You know, I got into to dental school uh, at the University of Pittsburgh. Wow. So I could have went to a lot of places. I chose Pitt. It was close to, to home, I guess. To, Toronto to felt Toronto. like home for you. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of friends and, yeah. you know, it was cool. So. I ended up uh, going to Pittsburgh, and when I was in Pittsburgh, man, it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> now, Toronto's cold, too, don't get me wrong, but I don't know, man. I, I, I got nothing bad to say about Pittsburgh. I, I like uh, Pramani Brothers. They got Yingling Beer. They got some good things in Pittsburgh, but <laughs> eventually, I, I, it's a funny story. So. I uh, I never had a lot of money growing up. Mm-hmm. See, my dad was a sole provider for the family. He was right. an engineer, and you know he was doing good. But you know when you're not your own boss, there's a potential. There's like usually a cap on how much money you can earn. Mm-hmm. So he had me and my brother, and you know we both like to eat. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> and my mom. So anyways, we uh, going to dental school. Specifically, Pittsburgh is a great program, great school, but a lot of those, uh, my fellow peers, mm-hmm. they came from well-to-do families. Mm, okay. And mine not definitely not wasn't, like, bad. It's just I didn't have a car, you know? I didn't have that much spending money. I was on student loans. Right, right. So I couldn't do some of the things that my other peers were doing. And in Canada, they don't really have fraternities. But I know in America they do. Right. And I remember my first like month in Pitt at Pittsburgh, they were, you know, oh, we gotta, you gotta join this uh, dental fraternity. And I had a buddy, uh, Mike, and Mike was from Philly, and Mike's mom was like an orthodontist. His dad was a some kind of specialist, and he was driving always a nice Audi. No, not a nice Audi. It was like a, it was some European car. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he uh, he took me to this party, and they're like, oh, no, no, he can't come because he's not a member. And he's like, no, no, I got him, I got him. And it was a poker tournament at mm. this at this party. Okay. So I never played poker in my life. You know, again, Indian, you're going to study, you're going to do this, do that. So, but I'm, you know, we're good at math. So, <laughs> so, so I, uh, you know, I figured it out pretty quick. And there was probably like 60 people at this thing. And I ended up playing, getting second place. Wow. And it kind of got me interested in it because as much as I was like, you know, I'm going to be a dentist, I didn't know nothing about dentistry. Right. I just knew about how to get A's, mm. you know, I was a machine. So as I was progressing through dental school, I was also like learning. I didn't really like this stuff. Damn. Okay. So do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? But then in the back of my head, I'm getting smacked by my dad. Like, Hey, you're going to do it. Right. You know, so you got that pressure. It. Yeah, so I um, I had that experience with the poker thing, and so what what happened that night? At, you know when you so, played. So so yeah. So again, I don't know the rules. I don't know a flush beats a straight, full house, like two pair trips, all these poker terms. I had no idea what what it, what it was, and mainly what happened is a guy just wrote on a piece of paper for me. He he gave me the hand rankings. Mm, okay. So I have this piece of paper in front of me like a cheat sheet. And I'm looking at my cards. I'm looking at the board. And what I realize is they think I'm a novice. And I am. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to play this game. But I'm also smart. So I use that to my advantage. Right. And I'd have like a king and a five in my hand. And the board would be like ace, ace, nine, deuce, three. And I would say, so if I have an ace and a nine... That means I got three aces and two nines or two nines and three aces or is that a trips and a pair or is that a full house like what is that and everyone would just fold their hand be like you got a full house I'd be like, oh, okay I bet you know and I'd have a yeah. king and a five I wouldn't show them my cards but I, I was doing that and I was again poker is a great game so, you, I mean, so that first time you you were just kind of like manipulating the table just kind of yeah using a psychology just reading people's body language a lot kinda, of yeah exactly yeah okay exactly a lot of a lot of poker isn't about your cards. It's about the people you're playing with and how you you can figure them out. So that first night you played at mm -hmm. the at the college game, like yeah. you played, how did you feel after or why you were doing <clears throat> it? Did you kind of like did you realize like, hey, yeah. I'm gonna do something? Like what? Yeah, so no, it, it definitely turned a light on me. It was like, man, this is really fun, and I'm good at it. And I just made like nine hundred dollars. Oh, so you won that night? You won some yeah. money? Yeah, I mean it was a it was a fifty dollar buy-in. Mike put up the fifty bucks, and I remember the next day because we played to like two three in the morning. I I saw him in class and I gave him like four fifty because he, he's like, oh, we'll go halves on whatever happens. Mm, okay. And I gave him four fifty because he he got out early, and um, so now I had like four hundred fifty dollars, and I haven't had. Fifty dollars for right, a long time, right? Because so. you're broke, college student. Yeah, I'm just, just a, trying to I'm get just by. I'm just a student, man. I don't. Got, I'm the only one in the class that probably doesn't have a car. I walked the class. I mean, I I did. Uh, you know, I just grinded. And so four hundred dollars in pocket change as a college student. You're 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 basically I mean, a millionaire. Is, yeah, I mean, you're rich. <laughs> that's um, what. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that feels yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm like shit. I get a super size sandwich right. today. <laughs> yeah, let me get two sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got my girl and my guy yeah, too. I'm paying for everybody. Let's, let's get everyone in this line. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I definitely felt like I felt good. Yeah, I felt good, and um, 
something about me just from my now I realize is when I get into something I get into it mm-hmm. before uh, when I was in Michigan I was a caddy that was my first job as a kid so I used to just always be on the golf course. On the golf course, okay. And uh, I was on the golf course so much that, like, the members started recognizing me pretty well. And they were like, here, we're going to get you a set of clubs. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they got me a set of clubs. They got me a right-handed set of clubs. I'm left-handed. You're left-handed, okay. I just played right-handed. Mm. So I developed the skills of, like, golf playing right-handed and I actually got really good at golf I was I was that was my best sport growing up and uh, okay. even though we, you were left-handed using right yeah I was clubs. using right-handed wow. clubs and to this day I play right-handed wow it's just the way my you know you can do a lot when you're younger mm-hmm. and it just I think it's the wiring in the brain that just you, Which is adaptable adaptable just, okay like if you want to learn a language learn it when you're like young mm-hmm. you know and um, do you know any other languages I know, uh, not really, but I get by. I get by with Hindi and like Punjabi and stuff like that. A little Spanish, but no. If you if I was gonna go to an interview, I wouldn't want to say I'm fluent in this because okay, right. I'm not. You, you just know? know a little bit to have basic conversation. Yeah, like I can know that people. you know they're talking about me or whatever. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, back to um, back to the poker. I got into it when I was at Pitt. So I was like, when I went to Pitt. When I got into school, I was 21, mm-hmm. and uh, 18 to 21, I got my degree, and then I went to Pitt. I was, I was 22 when I was like, man, I started. So while I was at Pitt, I I started playing a lot of poker. Now all of a sudden, it was like all I could think about. You won that 900, and you said, "Hey, I need some more of that." <laughs> well, that I just thrill. I just enjoyed it, man. Yeah. And I haven't. I mean, to up to that age, I had no idea still what I wanted to do. I just again program gonna be right. a, gonna be a doctor. So I don't know what I what happened, but I just was like, you know, I'm doing this. I'm playing some cards. So yep. I started playing poker. Started making a lot of money. And I took a leave of absence from okay. dental school. From I dental went, school, I okay. went to the to the to the dean, and I said, "Man, I need a break." But I didn't tell him I was playing poker. <laughs> I just said I needed a break. And uh, he goes, "Okay, you take as much time as you need, and come back when you're ready." Because see, when you get into these schools, they don't want you to not succeed, right? Because that looks bad on their like past fail standards and right stuff they like want like that. a high graduation exactly rate. exactly and i didn't know a lot about this uh you know academic like that kind of thing but and with the program you're in i'm guessing it wasn't a, a huge program there probably no. wasn't a lot of people in it no i think we had like 60 or 70 students right that's such yeah. a small selection yeah. so they want to make sure they have a high mm-hmm. graduation mm-hmm. rate with that such a small batch of people exactly so um i take the leave of absence the hardest thing in my life at that time was telling my parents like I was doing this. Yeah, because they've been pressuring you and yeah. you know investing in you mm-hmm. for like your whole life. Well, I mean, they love me and they're like, yeah. you know, they. My dad was born in India, but he kind of grew up in Canada. My mom grew up in India. Okay. You know, they had like an arranged marriage and everything. And uh, when uh, you know, they don't know. They, I mean, they're just used to. You go to work, right. you know. You do, you get a job, you go to work, you make money, yep. and that's it. And I've, I've been told by my dad numerous times, and life's not easy, you know. So, to me, this was like something that, man, 
It's like usually I just say what I feel, but man, this was tough. That was a tough conversation. Yeah, that was a tough conversation. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, and I never asked them for any money. I just saved some money. So I had like, I, I, I didn't have much money, but I had some money. So I, I'd saved some money. I go to Vegas with $3,000. I put up $1,400 to the extended stay of America, right next to the Palms Casino at the time. This is, God, what year was this? I don't know. It was like 2000. Let's see. I graduated in 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. I go to the Palms. I, 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 I get the, I get my room and it, I stayed in Vegas for three months. All I did was play poker. I had put up 1400. So I was left with 1600. I the turned, 1400 was like your rent for the rent for the month for okay. one month. Okay. Because if, if you pay the 1400, then it's cheaper than paying by the week, right. by the okay. week, it came out to like 1650 or 17. So I saved like 300 bucks and I'm just, I'm gonna try to save everything. I was really confident in myself and my skills, so I was like, "I'm gonna make this 1600 work." You know, right. I wasn't leaving Vegas without coming back with more money than I brought. You know, I don't know a lot of people that do that, but anyways. <laughs> but long story short, man, in that three months, I came back with like 36,000. Mm, wow. You know, and I remember coming back. Uh, my folks, um, you know, they weren't. They were. My dad was overseas still, but I had that money. And then I went back to dental school because I'm like, all right, I'll still do this dentistry stuff. Right. I don't know. I said, like, my temperament is like I'm all in or I'm all out kind of thing when I get into stuff. I couldn't for the life of me, man, get back to academics. Like, couldn't to do school. It. I just couldn't make the switch. And I'm young. I'm like 22 now, 23, something like that. And maybe that's part of it, but I just couldn't couldn't um fathom myself as a like see myself as a dentist you know working in people's mouths i hated needles too i didn't realize how much i'm like not a fan of this was blood. completely the wrong industry for you <laughs> and i'm not and i'm not a perfectionist by any means and mm -hmm. if you if i was to like say who who's a, makes a perfect dentist the person's got to be a perfectionist right because i mean you're talking about millimeters when you're in the mouth with yeah. certain stuff and i mean i didn't i i only got through two years of dental school but I was the first one always done with my lab work, and it was subpar at best. I would just slap that shit together. Yeah, just, just get like, it done. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I got to get out of here, man. So, man, it wasn't for me. Yeah. And I went and saw the dean, and he tried to, like, tell me, no, Bali, you know, you can do it, you can do it. And I'm like, yeah, nah, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> can't be me, you know, bro. So, Won't be me. So, I mean, I had some good friends, man, in dental school. One of them, I still remember this day saying, man, you're making a mistake. And he might still be right to this day, you know, because I, be. you know, but he might also be wrong. It's so funny how mm -hmm. other people are always willing to tell other people mm -hmm. what errors they're making in their yeah. experience. But yeah. the whole point of experience is to get experience. And yeah. I can't get experience without taking a risk. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny. Point. Always other people. Hey, don't do this. You can't do this. You're not capable. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know what I'm capable of? No, nah, that's true. That's that's true. I want you to dedicate your next hand of poker to that guy who told you you're making a mistake. <laughs> you know what, man? That guy's a great guy. Yeah. And uh, I haven't reached out to him. I mean, I'm not on that social media as much. I should maybe yeah. start doing maybe that stuff. Maybe you should try to yeah. find him and uh, no, 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 have a I'm conversation. Not, yeah, with him. no. I mean, not I'm to be mean no, or evil, no, no, but no, no, you know, no, no. just to check up on each other. He was a good dude, man. Yeah. He was a really good dude. He had my best interest in heart. Yeah, of course. He was not trying to be like 
Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. He he was actually not a really good person. So like, um, so I left. I left. Uh, man, I left. The, what do you call it? I left dentistry. Did, yeah, the dentist program. Um, I was still on a leave of absence. In the end, I was like, all right, I'll just take a leave of absence. But I just never went back. So, um, so I the second know. time you left, did you did you um, know for sure? Like, hey, I'm gonna go back to playing poker right now. Yeah, or no, you, I was in. I was all in in poker. You were all in in poker. Okay. Like that's that okay. was my um, my thing. And from I, I moved I moved to Vegas immediately. So you moved back to I'm, Vegas. I, I went I went to Vegas. I lived, uh, I think I went back to the extended stay of America um, and I grinded. I, I mean, when I say grind, that means I played like a, like a lot of poker. And as a middle, like a young 20 something year old in Vegas, I never went out. Mm-hmm. I never drank. I never did any of that. Wow. I just, I just made money. I just, so you really went there to work and to grind. I was very passionate about poker and I, that's all I did. I made a I did I did very well in like the six and a half years that I, I spent in Vegas as far as my finances are concerned. Mm-hmm. My health, man, when I was at Pitt, we had a basketball team. I was really I was like 138 pounds and I was quick. I could sh- you know, I can shoot. So like, you know, I was we were I had a lot of fun playing basketball. When I went to Vegas, I stopped all that. All I did was I got two like if, when you talk about success, usually you should have balance. Absolutely, okay? absolutely. I had no balance. All I did was play poker. Like, so walk walk me through. Go back to that that time period of your mm-hmm, life. That because mm-hmm. you were there for six or seven years. Yeah. And you said you did well. Walk me through just a regular day for you at that time period. <sighs> regular day. Maybe like your first year in. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, regular day. Um, wake up. 11 11 in the morning okay so it's a late wake up because i've been playing poker at nighttime but it was it was a i would wake up around 11 mm-hmm. get up you know shower have some breakfast go to the casino the casino was walking distance from me i would go to the casino sit in the game play three four hours now it's like four o'clock, four thirty. Go back to the hotel. On the way back, I grab food from the casino because I always had comp. Comp is uh, free money for you being like a patron by playing. Take my food, go back, eat it, watch some TV, relax. Head back to the casino six thirty, seven o'clock. Play all night. Play till. Five, six in the morning, four in the morning, three in the morning. Wow. Just just every day, minimum ten to twelve hours of poker. Um and I'm I sound cocky, but I was I'm 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 the best player in the room. Every okay? time. At that at that game, maybe not at that age I was the best, but I even my worst game, I was still beating the game for let's say fifty bucks an hour. Wow. Okay. And uh just were just, you going to the same casino and like the same table or how yeah, did you so, how did you pick where you played? So that's a great question. Uh, the Palms at the time was the place to play, and I played in like low to mid stakes games because I didn't have that much money. I mm-hmm. mean, three thousand now I got thirty thousand. You got to understand, I had loans. 
I paid off all my loans within two years. And dental school's not cheap. So how much was the loans? Each year was sixty seven thousand. Okay. I was there for two years. So I had to pay over hundred and twenty thousand back. And you were able to pay all all of your loan back loans back through poker. Through poker. Yeah. Okay. I paid it all off. And I, I I paid it off pretty fast. And I was because I was putting in the time, man. I, I was I was just playing so much. Mm-hmm. And um so do you go to the table with like a set amount in your in your pocket mm-hmm. or how, how does that like how do you determine what you know yeah. how much you're going to bet and how much you're starting with for the day? So uh you just um poker uh there's 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 different different stakes. So the game I played at the time, I can't remember specifically what the max buy-in was, but I'm pretty sure it was $500 like per hand. Like for the whole game. For the whole game. Okay. But you can lose that five hundred in one hand, and then you can rebuy. Mm, okay. You know, so I think I know what you're you're getting to is how much money did I need to play? Right. It could be one day I just needed that five hundred dollars. It could be another day I needed two thousand. Okay. But I had a I had a safety deposit box at the casino, and in that box I had enough money where if I ever needed to go back and get more, I could. But if you're if you're a good player, there really shouldn't be. They call it like a stop loss or something like that. Maybe you need that, but for me, it was if the game was good, I was going to keep playing. You keep playing. And what what makes a game good? It's the players. Mm. So, I mean, this is this is this is just I guess common sense for poker people is hey, if the game's good, why don't you keep playing? Right. If the game's right. bad, you shouldn't play. Get off. Of and it. what's a bad game? A bad game is when you're playing with players that are better than you. Mm. And uh, I don't know if I was – I just always felt like I had a control of what was going on. And, you know, I probably – maybe I wasn't the best player at the table at that time or in the room. But there were seven, eight other guys that I could beat. And I, I just kind of, you know – I mean, I got I got into poker, man. I was, so for I was the, deep. <laughs> for the, the six or seven years you were living there, mm-hmm. did you do – any tournaments or anything of that nature, or was it always hitting the table? It was it was predominantly cash games for me. Um, I never got into tournaments, and then I had a friend who went to pit, and um, he came to visit me one day, and one time. And when he came to visit, this was back in 2006, 2006, 2007. He came to visit me, and I know him. He's right. a cool dude. We have a lot of fun, but my God, is he a menace. And he goes hard. And when he goes hard, he loses all his money. Well, mm. he came with like maybe 5000 bucks, and he's a physician. He's a cardiologist, this guy. And he used to play in the home games that I started playing in in Pitt when I was there. So, I, I you know, we, we had a familiar familiarity there. And uh, he came. He lost his money within the first two days, and I knew he was going to ask me for some money. Yeah. Well, the thing with gamblers, you don't lend them money. Right, right. I mean, you just don't. I mean, I, that might be a good rule with people in general. You know, but <laughs> right. Like, but when you ga- you're gambling for, for a living, that's your, like, bloodline, like right. your lifeline. So I just didn't want to make it a habit of him asking me for 1000 bucks and, like, here's 1000 Oh, right. I need another 1000 Now Now he owes me $3,000. Right. And, you know, I don't even have a place. I'm renting a place, you know. I got to pay bills and all that stuff. So what I did was I had another friend in Vegas at the time, and he was he was into tournaments. So his name was Rich, and Rich was like, hey, Bali, there's a tournament at the Orleans. Let's go play it. And I'm like, and I always said no, 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 but he always, like, you know, 
you know, he liked talking to me. So he was like, okay. So I said, all right, I'm coming. And he had a car. So Rich came and picked me up. We went to the Orleans. It was a $1,000 tournament. I ended up uh, chopping that tournament for like 36000 Wow. So that was literally my like, whoa, this, this tournament poker is not bad either. The thing with tournament poker, though, is you got to like, you know, they, they, they send that thing to the government. So you get a thing in the mail. And cash game's a little different. So um, that was my first experience really in tournament poker. And that happened in 2006. And literally all I was doing was hiding from my buddy because I didn't want to give him any damn money. <laughs> right, so, you didn't want to give him money. I, he actually found me. I was playing at a different casino. He came up to me. He's like, hey, I heard you did good at a tournament. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I think I ended up giving him like 500 bucks, which I never got back. But of like, Of course not. You know, it was kind of like, you know, all right. You know, <laughs> nice seeing you, man. Go back to that cold-ass cold, cold ass place in Pittsburgh. So now you're at the point where you're playing the tournaments, and then you're also playing your, your, daily, your daily routine. So you have yeah kind of getting it from both ways now i i, I mean I, I honestly after 2006 you would think i would go back and play more tournaments but i was such a a grinder at the cash game and so like just beating beating it at such a high level that i didn't really feel the need to um waste three days to play a tournament where right. your expected return so i'll give you some stats real quick tournament players like the best ones in the world they usually cash like 20% of the time. What does that mean? So you in a tournament, you get 100 players. Only mm -hmm. 10 players get paid most of the time. Got they it. usually pay 10% of the field. Got it. And if you're really good, you cash. Well, it's just the, the variance is so much higher in tournaments. Like, I tip my hat off to guys that just play tournaments for a living because I think it's just it's just really really tough because you're playing not, against the best people right you know and and you kind of alluded to it earlier by mm -hmm. saying you want to make sure a good game for you is when you're the best one on the table exactly exactly so you're 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 looking at the situation yeah i mean i'm just like man i'm playing against guys that have like million dollars earnings and all this stuff and people you see on tv and i'm like no i'm good but uh yeah so i, I just still stuck to cash games played cash games played cash games and then something interesting happened. Uh, I'm walking on the strip somewhere, probably you know going to go play another game yep. somewhere, and um, my brother calls me. And my brother at this time, I'm like I'm probably like 27, 26, 27, and he's three years younger than me, so he's like 23, 24. He's like, he's an engineer. So uh, Shiv was like, "Man, I hate this job," and I'm like. Yeah, what's wrong? He's like, I just don't like it. And he's in Houston. And my folks at this time are living in Houston. So he's working this job. He's a chemical engineer. And he's in this cubicle. And he's just not feeling it. So I said, well, you know, what's up? And he goes, I don't know. I just need to do something different. So I kind of mentioned, because I, you know, I, I didn't talk to my dad for a while. And then, like, we reconnected. And he was mentioning stuff to me about medical school. <laughs> You know, he still wasn't really keen on poker, and he probably to this day isn't, you know. But um, he mentioned the Caribbean schools have uh, medical schools, and you don't need to take the, the MCAT, which is like this huge exam, to, to get in. So I kind of mentioned it to Shiv, and um, he uh, said, oh, okay, maybe, yeah. And Shiv is your brother, right? Shiv, Shiv's my brother. Okay. He's, you know, he's three years younger. So, you know, I, I kind of incentivized him because I said, listen, I, you know, I, I – I, again, I don't spend money, so I had saved a lot of money. You know, 
living, living, you know, pretty tight and just playing cards where I said, I can take care of the, the expenses and you just go do the school. And, you know, he's like, oh, okay, you know, this and that. So, you know, my brother, he's good at finishing things, you mm -hmm. know, so he, he applied, he got in and I actually went down to the Caribbean and lived with him for wow. over a year. And that's where I got into online poker. Mm. But while I was sitting there living in the Caribbean, my brother was doing the schools. I was cooking. Man, I was like a wife. I was, I was taking <laughs> care of him. <laughs> so, so, so Shiv, so Shiv went to school. He did his, you know, two years in the Caribbean. So hold on, you did? Did you do? You were six years in Vegas, and then you went to the Caribbean. I, I went to the. I lived in St. Kitts and Nevis. Okay, then you went to the Caribbean. I, I went to the Caribbean. Um, I actually took some some courses with him just to do it. You know, wow. I, I do random stuff sometimes. I just, I get bored, man. Because <laughs> poker, at that time, I'd done, I'd been playing poker for six years six straight. Six years. And I, honestly, I got a little burnt out. So right. it was like, it was like, break. it was a blessing that he called me because I got needed a break, right. you know. And um, I keep records and stuff. And I could tell, like, my hourly rate was going down a little. And I knew it was because I was just not concentrating as much. I, I didn't have that, that hunger. Yep. So... So hold on. Mm -hmm. So you're six years in Vegas. Mm -hmm. When you when you walked away from Vegas, yeah, what were your earnings like? Um, so, I mean, I was there for six years, and I played so much poker. I mean, I I'll just tell you this: I never had a less than a six figure year. Okay, so you made six figures every year. Every year. And that was playing the low stakes games. I never really ventured into the high realm of stuff mm -hmm. just because I didn't see the point of banging my head against really good players. Right. And I guess some people will say, well, why don't you want to be the best? Why don't you want to test yourself? I was like, man, I'm again, maybe this is my Indian background, but I was like, I just I just want to make a living, man. And this right. is this is something like it's really fun when you're the best player. You know, like I never experienced that in sports. See, so you weren't you, know, like, you weren't into it for the ego, the the ego part. Like, oh, I need to be the best. I no, need to be number no, one. No, no, no. You were into it strategically. Like, hey, you know what? I just want to win, and I want to win often. Yeah. So I'm gonna surround myself, and I'm gonna put myself in a situation that allows me to win. Yeah. That's smart. That's called yeah. maximizing your opportunity. Well, I just knew my strengths, yeah. and my strengths are playing. Um, I guess I don't know. I'm just I just like you just said, you you made it, you articulated that perfectly. I I surrounded myself with players that I could beat and I beat I beat the shit out of them. I just beat them <laughs> till like they couldn't stand up anymore. And the funny thing is, I'm so social, I'm so friendly. At the end of the day, John from New York, Bill from Boston, uh, Danny from Denver, they come up to me, they'd shake my hand after I took their $500,000 and they say, "Man, I'm coming back to Vegas in a month. I'd love to like, you know, go get grab dinner yeah. or something like cuz I just made it fun. Made it you fun. know, I made it fun. And I and that's something that a lot of these poker guys don't understand when they're playing. You got to make it enjoyable for these um recreational players because if you're sitting there head down, headphones on, just not com like, you know, talking and stuff, they're not going to like, they're going to feel intimidated. And like, why does someone want to be uncomfortable in something that they right. want to do recreationally? Right. You know, like when you go watch a baseball game, you're sitting there watching the baseball game. You're having a beer, you're having a hot dog, whatever. People are fun. They're having friendly. If 
if the baseball players weren't smiling or they were yeah. like, I guess, I don't know if that's a good analogy, but I'm just saying you you have to make it fun for everyone. Make it a good experience. Make it a good experience. So you brought that good energy all the time to the table and kept people there, which yeah. gives you more opportunity to take their money. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, at the end, that's yeah. what it is. And I mean, it's sad. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's genius. But um, yeah, I, uh, I got... So, I mean, I'm, I'm in Vegas. I'm making good money. I go down to the Caribbean, and I get into online poker, and that just blew my mind away because I, I, got, I got really into online poker. So I started making serious money doing that while Shiv's doing this. He come home. I'd have dinner ready for him. I'm telling you, I was a wife. You were the wife. I was a wife. And then um, I, uh, I, he left. He went to do his uh, clinicals and stuff. He got through it, and... Um, I moved back to Vegas, but instead of going to Vegas, I stayed in Vegas for a year, and then Florida opened up for their rules with poker, so I moved to Florida. I started playing a lot of poker in Florida. I was in Tampa. I went to Jacksonville for a little bit. I ended up in South Florida, Sunny Isles. It was a beautiful, beautiful place, unbelievable place. Really enjoyed my time in Sunny Isles. You've moved a lot at this point. Oh, yeah. I'm like a, I'm like a... You're a nomad. Yeah, I'm a nomad, man. I just... I had no allegiance to anywhere. Yeah. I just wanted to keep playing. Just pick up and go. I just, yeah, no, like I literally had, now I have a car. I got, <laughs> I got a car finally. They're like, listen, <laughs> I got some money. So I went and got this old Jeep and uh, this thing was good. It, it, it got me around. So I'm living on the beach in Sunny Isles, Florida, which is like the Scottsdale of Fort Lauderdale. Okay, like, okay. My car was the shittiest car there, but it, like everything was like nice, Porsches and just beautiful people, and it was it was just a great place. Yeah. Um, I get a call from my dad, and he's like, "Your uncle is getting up there, and he wants to you to learn the business, and I think it's a good idea." So my my grandfather had started a chemical business in Canada, okay. like God knows how long, and uh, my grandfather had three sons. My dad. My uncle Tony and my uncle Bali, and uh, Tony he never got married, never had any kids, so he had this business that you know was handed down to him. And he was uh, he was I used to work there during the summers when I was a kid. I'd go, they'd send me there for the summer, so I kind of knew where it was. But you gotta understand, I'm making really good money. I'm living in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah, life is good. I'm 28, 29 years old. I'm like, I don't know. My dad's like, no, you got to do it. So I'm like, all right. So I move down. I, I leave Florida. I just drive down to Montreal, dead of winter. And I lived in Quebec, in, in Granby, Quebec, uh, working in, in this little, in this chemical company. And I was making moves, but it, it just didn't end up working out mm -hmm. between me and my uncle. So... After six months, I said, man, I got to I gotta get out of here, you know? And I'm actually, no, I'm 31 because this is how I end up in Arizona. So when Shiv had finished his two years of clinicals, he, you start residency. Residency, you actually get paid, but you don't get paid that much, and they work you like a dog. So he got residency at County Hospital right here in Phoenix. Okay, okay. So... You know, I still talk to Shiv, obviously, and we're pretty close. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got this condo and da-da-da-da and this and that. And I'm like, man, why is, why is your rent so expensive? And this is this is like um, 
I want to say 2000. How I don't know what I'm, my my years are getting messed up, but this is like after the the economic down. Okay, so after uh, 2008. Yeah, and um, I said, well, I'm coming back to Florida. You know, it didn't work out with you know the thing, so I'm driving back. I'll I'll stop in and see you. I stop in and see him in Phoenix. You stop in, in Phoenix. In Phoenix, him. I see Shiv, and he's renting out a little condo for like fourteen hundred dollars a month, and I end up buying the condo. I said, I'm just gonna buy it. You live here. And don't worry about rent. And, you know, it's big enough where if you need a roommate, you get a roommate and charge him and just use that money. So that's what I did. And I left. I went and I ended up going back to Florida. So you, you paid for your brother's medical school. Yeah. And then you bought his condo. The condo that, you know, yeah, you, yeah that condo you is, bought is mine. Yeah. So uh, he did his residency. So hold on. We, so my, my viewers need to understand. Yeah. <laughs> When you left Vegas, yeah. you were what, 28? Uh, 28, yeah. When you left Vegas, you were 28, mm -hmm. you were a millionaire. No, no, I wasn't a Close to. I, I had I had a good, I, I, had, I had a lot of okay. money, yeah. I wasn't a millionaire, no. Are you now? Yeah. You are now? Yeah. How old are you now? Uh, how old am I, 38. 38 now. Yeah. So at what age did you first become a millionaire? Um. Whew. It's a good question. Honestly, Sly, I don't. It would probably be four years ago. Oh, okay, three, so a, cu a couple years ago. Yeah, I was probably 33, 34. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It's the first million's the hardest. That's what I hear. <laughs> That's what I hear. No, so, so um, I get the condo for sh uh, for my brother, um, and then he finishes his residency, and then he's like, I got a job in Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> no, because Shiv's hungry too. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, you know. Funny thing about Mississippi is my family. Mm -hmm. So we're from Chicago, but okay. before Chicago, we're from Mississippi. Oh, I got. So you. when I was a kid, I used to always go down there for family reunions. Uh huh. And it's man, it's amazing, like just the open fields out there. Yeah. And um, you yeah. did you ended up going out there to Mississippi? Yeah. No. I yeah. so so I went, but before I went, he's like, "What do you want to do with the condo?" I said, "Well, I don't know." So I'm again. I'm enjoying myself. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Man, I miss Fort Lauderdale. So, anyways, I end up. Coming I was back. just there this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, I was out in uh, uh, Day, uh, Dania Beach, Dania Beach, Dania Hollywood. Beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fort Hollywood. Yeah, that's where uh, Seminole Hard Rock is. Yeah, yep. I got a good friend. Actually, he called me this morning. I got to return his call. He he's still out there. That Richie kid. Okay. He uh, he uh, poker's not for everyone. And he ended up having to go back home, and uh, he he works. Uh, he he lives out there. Yeah, man, we there. should go out there. I it, I, I just ate at this place. Yeah. It's literally on the river. Like okay. you, you literally one foot out, and you're not the river, the ocean. The ocean. You yeah, can yeah, reach yeah. out into the ocean, yeah. and I got a good I got a good salmon and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. J literally just this weekend. Uh, that's that's wild. Yeah, we should go out that's there. Wild. Yeah, no, I I I love that place. All right, let's um, do it. It's, it's it's gonna happen. I um. So I come back to go take care of the condo stuff. And when right. I do, you know, I go walk into Talking Stick Casino. And I'm like, man. That's in Phoenix, Arizona. That's in Phoenix. It's yep. in, well, it's in Scottsdale, yeah. And uh, I'm like, man, this place is nice. Weather's nice. Um, you know, like women are nice. Everything's nice. I got this condo. I said, shit, I'm just going to stay here. Stay here. Again, a nomad. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word. So, you know, I had 
I never really, like, I never got into, like, collecting stuff. So I, everything I had, I just put it in my car, and I didn't have anything. Right. You know, so it wasn't a big deal. So I ended up staying in, um, I stayed in, in, in the condo, and I just never left. But then that's how I got into the business of staffing. Okay. The medical staff, the medical side of it. And that was through my brother, who was a physician. He was working. And when I was playing poker, I played with, like, all the way from, like, truck drivers to, like, political people, like, mm -hmm. physicians, everyone. So I had a good range of, like, conversation with all, all these guys and girls. And, like, at the end of it, I realized my brother wasn't getting paid appropriately. So did some research about that. And... um we, we got into the staffing business and that thing has really overtaken my poker because it's just gross. And, uh, I can tell you this, I, I don't know. We, we talked a little bit about balance. That's probably one of my biggest weaknesses to this date. And I got more balance learning about business in the sense of outside of poker yep. where it makes life a lot easier when you have other streams of income. And as much as I love poker and I'll always love playing poker, I I just it, it it's a grind, man. It's right. a grind and it's like you know, the good games are usually at nighttime. And yeah, when I'm 23, 24, 25, it's cool, man. Go to the casino 9 at night, leave 4 in the morning. But man, now right you're you're younger you can do that yeah now i'm like you, need you to know sleep now and yeah and, and the bad thing about poker is i put on a lot of weight like i, I still like because you're just sitting down ah, not, you don't move there's no like right. you know when you're there's no sunlight in there oh you're a vampire yeah. man i i've seen like i lived in vegas seven six seven years you know i was in florida for a bit and now i go back to vegas you know i'm going to be heading back for the world series this year and i see people that i've known for years, like a decade, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah. It's sad to say, but they all look bad, man. Poker, right. like, I mean, I know this is a positive mm -hmm. podcast, but like, I don't want to, I don't like telling people like stuff too much about poker because it's really tough to do it. Yeah, and because if you it, wanna, it warps you in. Yeah. And, and like you say, you don't, you don't have that balance. You don't go into it. Knowing yeah. that you need balance. Because if mm -hmm. you were working out every day, mm -hmm. getting a stretch in, yeah. you know, getting some meditation, yeah. you know, yeah. eating well, it would be fine. Yeah. But at the same time, you probably wouldn't have had the, the success you had because you dedicated <clears throat> 10 hours a day. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something where I've – so I watch I, – I still am into poker and I follow some people that are into, like, that kind of stuff. And I think – Maybe I, 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 yeah, the volume that I put in, maybe I couldn't put in that volume, but the quality might have been better, maybe. Maybe I could have, instead of making like 50, 60 bucks an hour, I make mm -hmm. like 80, 90 bucks an hour, you know, mm -hmm. at the same stakes without, uh, you know, elevating my risk of uh, like my loss risk. Your loss risk. So, um, but I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's on you. It's your personality. Like my right. grandfather taught me a lot and he told me, he goes, if you want to do something, you just do it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and that's something that I mean, when I see that pizza and I eat it, I'm like, man, now I just I mean, I I exercise a lot. What I don't do is my diet. 
And that's, I know my weakness is, mm -hmm. is the sweets, the sugar, all that stuff. So I just have to mentally be able to say no. Have and you ever, have you ever tried to do meal prep? No, not really. So do you, you know what it is like essentially? I mean, I have an idea, yeah. yeah. So like, <clears throat> like essentially when I'm struggling, mm -hmm. what I'll do is I'll meal prep. Yeah. And so first what that means is I'm committing to not eating out, yeah. like no restaurant food whatsoever. Go to, the, go to the store, prepare three days worth of food. Mm -hmm. And it could be the same meal, you know, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever you prefer to eat. But you, the, the idea is that you're preparing the food ahead of time. Okay. So then that way when you wake up, there's no thought. Like, oh, what do I have? To, what am I going to eat today? It's already made for you because you've already set your intention. You've already you've already cooked the food. Okay. And so if you struggle, you know, with the yeah. food, you may want to meal prep, consider yeah. meal prep. You can even, there's meal prep services that mm -hmm. you can, you can just hire and they'll just do it for you. Yeah, yeah. The, there's also a place right here in Phoenix called, uh, I think it's called Protein House. Okay. And at the Protein House, they have it, and we could go check it out. And uh, this is not sponsored by them, so okay. this is just yeah. You, just you. Just I just know this, out. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like you can basically go on their site, mm -hmm. and you can pick. Okay, I want I want like the chicken, I want yeah. the broccoli, I want the rice. They'll make that. Okay. They'll pick your lunch. I want my lunch, whatever it is, you mm -hmm. know. And then they'll show you. Um, are you familiar with like uh, macronutrients, micronutrients, calories? Like that I, whole I thing? understand calories, uh, the micro macro, not so much. Yeah. But, um, I think for me, it's portion control. Your portion control. Because okay. I don't think I eat bad food. Like, yeah, pizza's bad, and I mean, dessert is obviously dessert. But um, I think it's my portion size. Because Your portion is too big, okay. I just have to just stop, man. I mean, it's just simple. It's, how, it's, it's how, many, how many, like, meals would you say you eat a day? Probably three, four. Three, and that's like, not enough. Like full meals? Full meals. But what, okay, like what are you eating? So, because if you're eating pizza, you know, that's like those carbs, uh -huh. eating that bread, that's mm -hmm. not going to make you feel full. Mm -hmm. Like, are you, are you, like, what do you eat for breakfast? So, my breakfast is probably the most healthiest. Okay. I usually just have oatmeal. Okay. But o it's, it's, great. it's a really dense oatmeal. It's got walnuts, it's got cranberries. Yeah. It's got dates, yeah. uh, banana. Yep. It's got a lot of stuff in it. That's perfect, man. I use the real honey. Um, and I eat the oats. Uh, so I get off to a good start. Like, like yep. it's like a race. Like I get out of the block fast, man, lunch comes. It could be a, it could be a lot of stuff, but it's like, you know, it's just, you gotta, I, I know, I think I know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I've, <laughs> it's funny. I had a weight loss bet. So poker people gamble a lot on well, outside of course, stuff. Other stuff outside of. So me and this guy, we made a big bet. And it was like, Bali, you can't get down to 160 pounds. And this is when I weighed like 200. Even right now, I probably weigh like 180, 185. I'd say 185. I probably, if I tip on the scale, I bet I'm 195. I don't know how much I weigh. And I'm not like a meathead. Like when I go to the gym, I work out, mm -hmm. but I'm not like always like weighing myself. I should probably just to see what's up. So I, uh, I made this bet with this guy. And what I did, because I have a couple buddies that are in the fitness world. And they told me, Bali, you want to lose weight? You got to not eat. Bless you. Thank you. You got to not eat after a certain time. So I, I wouldn't eat after like 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock. I can't remember. But I would like have water and like have some vegetables and stuff. They like gave me cheat foods that you could do. I won the bet. I wake up in the morning. I go on the treadmill. I do my steps. I'd eat my oats. And I didn't, I didn't eat nothing. Like, I ate, but I didn't eat. You know what I'm saying? So you, you were eating food that made you feel full, but it wasn't, like, tasty. But after a while, it tastes fine. 
You know, you just have to trick your mind. It's like mental. So I won the bet, and then like a week later, I was at the buffet. You know, yeah, I, was e- I was yeah. eating sushi. Like, people think sushi's healthy. You know how much sauce they put on that stuff? I mean, yeah. it, you know, it's not healthy. It's all rice. It's like this much fish. Have you ever been in Japan? Real sushi is is just fish with some rice. It's uh, like sashimi. No, sashimi. Sashimi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sashimi is just that without the rice. Sashimi right. is just the raw fish. Just the raw but fish. if you if you go over there, they they do the fish with the rice. Mm, but okay. um, okay. you know, Americanized stuff, it's just you know, it's massive. And I don't blame them. They want to make money. I mean, you look at an American, and then you go to Europe or you go to Asia, and like, I'm I'm Indian. If you see my cousins in India, they're they're not. They they're not fat, right, you know. They're right. like normal looking people. What do they What do they typically eat in the Indian diet? Dal, like uh, lentils, like a lot of soups, um, vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, Is your diet? Are you eating more American because we're yeah, obviously living I mean, in American? I eat I eat a lot of Indian. So my parents are out here now, so I'm eating there like all the time. Okay. And that's another thing. Like my mom makes like one or two rotis. Is like a normal person eats. I'm eating like five. What's a roti? It's like a. It's like a bread. Okay. It's like a not. Um. It's like a. It's like a tortilla. Yeah. You know, but it's like Indian style. Indian style. Okay. So, you just gotta limit your portions, man. You gotta really limit your portions. I'm telling you what to do, and I'm the one that needs to do it. <laughs> you, That's you, what's so funny. You're, I have you're telling the answers. Yourself, yeah. Yeah. I have the answers, and even my brother, you know, he's like, "Man, Bali, you're so damn fat." Like he goes, "You don't do nothing. Like why don't you lose weight?" And I'm like, "You're right. I gotta lose this weight." So it's just mental. Um, you know, I want to get married eventually too. And like, I want to be able to like, it's not like pick my spouse, but like if I'm attracted to a female, I always think about this logically. Yeah. You know, I, I'm logical when I try to reason You're changing out. your dating pool. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I see an attractive girl and I'm like, well, she's attractive and she's not obese. You know, why would she want to be with someone that's overweight? You know? Maybe she just wants me because of my money. I don't want her then. Right. I want not. her to be physically attracted to me. Right. You know? So, I mean, it sounds weird, but I'm just saying, like, it just makes sense to me. Like, I just got to do it yeah, for myself. And now right. I'm 38. I'm like, man, like, do I really want to be in the club at 50? Right. No. You don't. <laughs> no. I, I like looking at those people and always thinking. But it scares you when you get older. And you, you, know? you, you so. did you, you told me you just hired a trainer. I do. I'm actually, I got to go to his, he's got a birthday party at one, but no, but, uh, it's, uh, I used to do training. Yeah. No, I did it for a while, man. It was fun. I had a bunch of clients. I had a boot camp. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Personal trainer. I had football clients. Yeah. I I played football. Yeah. Yeah. I actually been thinking about getting back into training. Um, now that I'm, I'm in a good spot with my my career and Mm -hmm. it's like, it, Kind of like what you were talking about with having like multiple streams, uh, streams of income. Yeah. Like you have your your poker, and then you have your staffing company mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. briefly mentioned yeah. that we're going to talk about in detail on the next yeah. podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of like that too. Like I have my speaking engagements and I have yeah. my books, but mm-hmm. I really miss personal training. Like it was really really fun, yeah. and so I actually been training Daisy. Okay, I got on a whole uh, workout plan, yeah, meal yeah. plan. And yeah, she's been getting the results. Yeah, well, hey, so I mean, it's just it's science, isn't it? Like. The All more, it is is science. Yeah, man. the more you eat or the more calories you take in, the less you burn, you're going to put on weight. Less you take in, it, more you, you know, burn. You know, it's really, there's so much to it. Yeah. Especially in like the fitness industry, there's, mm. pe- I think people make it a little more difficult than it has to be. Sure. It really comes down to like three basic things, in my opinion. Yeah. So, like, 
Uh, in November, I was de- I was depressed. Okay. I was depressed. I wasn't eating right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I was. You would see me yeah. playing basketball, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wasn't doing anything outside of that. Sure. I had a lot going on, um, and I was like two fifteen. Okay. That's too much for me yeah. right now. I'm one ninety two. Yeah. And that's like you know I'm like solid muscle. Mm. My body fat's good. Mm. And what I realized then is I wasn't doing my my routine. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. So now I'll just tell you what I do. And it's yeah. th- three basic things that I think everyone in the fitness industry could agree on. The very first thing is I prioritize my sleep. Okay. Like me and you were talking about. Like I make sure I'm getting eight hours. I need a full eight hours now. Gotcha. I'm, I'm 33 years old. Mm. I need to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I try to go to bed around the same time. I start winding down around 9, 9.30. Try to be in the bed by 10, 10.30. I get up at 6. Okay. When I get up at 6, the very first thing I do is I work out right away. Every Monday through Friday. And that, that could be another thing for you to commit to. Do you have committed days? Mm-hmm. So make sure you have committed days. So I know Monday through Friday I'm getting up and I'm working out in the morning. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what I do is I try to go off of how I feel that day. I got a bike that I'll ride. I'll ride around the city. And I love that because it's like meditative for me. Yeah. So I'll ride for an hour. An hour is 10 miles. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me. Yeah. I'm not professional. Just yeah, I just yeah. love, I love riding a bike. Sure. So I'll ride for an hour. If I don't feel like riding, I'll go run two or three miles. Okay. Now, if you can't run, like, mm-hmm. you know, because you, maybe you have more weight than yeah, you want, yeah, yeah. what you can do is walk on the treadmill mm-hmm. on an incline, like a, like five or six. You mm-hmm. can walk on the treadmill 30 minutes. Sure. Or you can do what I've been doing uh, this past week. I did the Stairmaster. Okay. The Stairmaster is underrated. <laughs> it, it's, it's like hiking. Yeah, yeah. Because you're working your glutes. You're yeah, working yeah, everything. Yeah. So I pick one of those type of cardio. Sure. And I wear my watch, yeah. And I look. My goal every day is to burn 650 calories every day. Okay. I just if I can burn through fitness, through movement. If I burn 650 calories, I know that I moved enough. I know I moved for at least 30 minutes. Okay. So I wake up and I do my cardio. Now, I lift. I lift weights two to three times a week, probably three minimum. Yeah. I won't. I don't put a cap on it though. Like okay. if I if I want to lift five times, I will. I just kind of go off how I feel. I do that after I do the cardio. Then, you know, me and you, we play basketball together. Mm-hmm. I always try to get to two or three classes at night. Okay. So I go to a yoga class like on a Wednesday. I play mm-hmm. basketball with you mm-hmm. on, on like a Tuesday. Yeah. And then maybe I'll hike or do something else. So okay. basically, what I'm doing is I'm making. I prioritize sleep. Mm-hmm. I have committed days that I'm working out mm-hmm. and I'm moving. Mm-hmm. And then I never, ever do the same thing because this is just what I believe. I believe we're supposed to train our bodies in different ways using different modalities. So mm-hmm. like hiking, yeah. swimming, yeah. walking, jogging. Sure. You you train yourself. My mindset has always been like train like an athlete. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be four hours. It can be one hour, 30 mm-hmm. minutes in the morning, 30 at night. Everyone has that time. Mm-hmm. To me, you get rid of the TV shows, you get rid of, you don't use social media, but mm-hmm. if people were to use, get rid of social media, yeah. then you can find another hour and a half that you can dedicate to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, balance, that's all it is. We commit seven, eight hours to work. Yeah. We need to commit at least an hour to ourselves. No. And I found the most success when I went from, you know, my 212 to now I'm, you know, 190. Oh, I see it. That's yeah. because and you were one of the main people. I mean, you're like, dude, you're slimming up. You're looking so good. Like. I mean, you noticed it. Yeah, I'm going to let you keep going, but I mean, I want to make a comment later about that. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, it was, I mean, when we played basketball in the start, I was like, Sly can get to the hole, and he's got a big body, but he don't play no defense. 
That's why I liked it when you guarded me because I could get my shot up. <laughs> you could torch me. <laughs> <laughs> but but no defense. He could play defense, but he only had a spurt. Yeah, it was like a like an explosive because you're nope. a football guy. Right, and that's like three seconds and done. And done. Play. Yep. Yeah. So like, you know, it was just like basketball is constant. Yeah. And, you know, now when we play, honest to God, if Derek's if Derek's there, I'm taking Derek. If Derek's not there, I would really consider you or DJ as the number <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. You know, I like Ray's game. I like Kel's game. But, like, no. I mean, you are you're you win, okay? And there's a difference. Like, my brother's a winner, too. You know, you got to understand the game, and you understand the game, but your body couldn't do it. Your body can do it now. So, yeah, you're dangerous right now at 192. <laughs> Man, you get to 185, shit, we might have to put you in the league. <laughs> I mean... Tell the it, sons to give me a 10-day yeah, contract. I mean, sh- yeah, I can't believe they didn't get the pick. Man, that, that would have been good for the city. So I am I am trying to get to, to 185. That's actually a goal. Oh, okay. When I got on the scale the other day, yeah. I was looking. I'm like, wow, 192. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's not bad. I'm going to yeah. get down to 185. And I, yeah. I think that's the range I need to be in. I think okay. I think my body wants me to be between like 182 and 187. How tall are you? 5'9". Okay, yeah. Yeah. Cause you're thicker. You're not. You're not. You have a bigger frame. Yeah, like yeah. from all those years of you know yeah, squatting yeah, yeah. and yeah, deadlift, yeah, yeah, playing yeah, football. Yeah, that yeah. that's just like residual. So got you. Yeah, no, that's good, man. I think for me, one sixty, one fifty. Where are you one, at now? I don't know. I mean, okay. I should weigh myself right now and make like a bet, cause that's what it takes for me sometimes. But like. It's just you gotta do it, man. And well, I'm let like, me, let me train you, dude. Yeah, all no, right. Let me train yeah. you, man. Let me, <laughs> let me take you under my wing. I mean, I'll do it. I mean, I, I mean, my buddy's good, he, and we work out, and he's, he's, he's. But he's is literally. he on you though? Is he texting you, he, he's, asking he, you what you're eating? Because you know, so no, no. If so I we train don't you, bro. Do, I don't pictures do, of what you're eating. Yeah, we don't do diet. So that's one okay. thing where he talked to me the other day, and he's like, "So your, 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 my squat has gone up, my deadlift has gone up. It's good." My bench is weak as part of my thing, but like it's still gone up. Yeah. But he's like, "Man, you still got that gut." Yeah, and I'm diet. like, and, and it's all diet, That's you diet. know. You can't drink. You shouldn't be drinking. Well, yeah. I mean, you should. You shouldn't be, but you yeah. can. The, the beautiful thing is, and we use this word balance. Yeah, balance. You can you can find the right balance. You can't mm. have that snack every day, and you can't definitely can't mm. drink every day. No. But if you go a whole week and you're mm-hmm. you're staying focused, committed mm-hmm. to a plan, mm-hmm. you gotta you know I don't believe in anything extreme. Yeah, I don't believe in anything extreme. I believe in balance. Yeah. I used to be extreme, and that's why. Yeah, when I was first trying to get my books out, mm-hmm. same thing, bro. I yeah. would stay up till five in the morning every yeah. night, yeah. working on a book. You know, sure. um, from 14, 2014 to twenty sixteen, I wrote mm-hmm. three books. Mm-hmm. In in a in a year and a half, I wrote Dang. three books. That's a lot. That's yeah, it was too much. Okay, now I, I felt necessary. To do it because I wanted to get on. I wanted to be consistent. Sure. I wanted people to see my work. Yeah. And so it was necessary. Just like your poker, you, you mm-hmm. had that that Quit unbalanced that period. Yeah. But after you after you reach a certain amount of success from it and you mm-hmm. start then you start you start not caring so much about the success. And you know, cause it's like, well, why do I why am I so focused on that? Mm-hmm. Then you start checking yourself. That's what I did. I'm like, dude, I can't stay up till four in the morning. Yeah. Five in the morning, cause I wasn't balanced. That's why I was gaining the weight. I'm like, this is this is bad. This yeah. life, I'm I'm creating a successful business, but I'm losing myself. 
Okay. And that's why I can relate to what yeah. you were saying. I went through that. Yeah, yeah. And so I had to switch it around and say, you know what? I know my business is going to be good. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I'm good. Yeah. I need to make sure that I put the wealth in me and not just, you know, my account. Sure, sure. So, yeah, man, I would love to work with you, dude. No, I'd appreciate just talking, that. talking with you. Because we don't do we don't do nutrition. Yeah. But, like, that's definitely, I think it's my weak point. Because I'll show yeah. up. I work out, we usually work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We yeah. do three days in a row, and then we'll do a light session on Friday. Um, he's, he's, he's married. He just had a baby. Yeah. And, um, but he's a beast. Like, yeah, he just, sure. that's what he does. He does jujitsu, too. Yeah, nice. I never got into that stuff, and. I have good teeth, so I don't know if I want to be messing nah, around man, with that it's stuff. It's too late for that. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. No, I'm not looking. And I'm, I'm not a violent person, man. I talk a lot, but you know, I always got big guys around yeah. me, so I'm okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's like, like the business part, like the yeah. poker, the business. I even thought about getting into another kind of avenue of income, but it, it's it's not going to work right now. But like, there's just. There's so much you can do. If you want to do it, you can just do it. Like, I don't know why people. I have a question. Yeah. If, you know, I hear a lot of people now, I'm, I, I consider myself to be um, financially free. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't have any debt. I don't mm -hmm. work, you know, check to check. I, I, I feel free. Yeah. I don't often check. Um, like, you know, I just put, put a book out two mm -hmm. weeks ago, last week. Okay. I haven't checked the sales on it one time. Okay. Because I feel like I'm at a point where I'm I'm just good. You're good. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I try to be humble about it. I don't really talk about yeah. it. Just like yeah. you, you try to. Yeah, I mean, I it's, just like yeah. it's not the most important thing. It's definitely something to be proud of, but it's not the most important thing, right? No, no. This is my question to you. As a as a highly successful person, I mean, you're in your 30s, mm -hmm. millionaire in your 30s. Why are you so driven? Why are you so driven to still create? business and opportunity for yourself and others why are you so driven to do this why don't you just sit just back sit and back just and relax um i mean <laughs> I, I definitely do chill for the most part but like i just my mind is hyper like i'm always thinking right and um that's a great question why why do i keep wanting to try new things i think when when you are, I guess, successful, we'll call it. Yeah. Why, why, the only way you become successful is you're hungry, right? Right, right. It just doesn't get in your lap, you know? Maybe it does for some people, but not, not, not for me. Us. Not but for like, uh, it's tough to go back to being a bum, you know, and not doing anything. Right. Not that I ever really was, because in my childhood, I was always playing sports, right. studying, all that stuff. But I think a lot of it, for me personally, was my upbringing yeah you know it comes back to the roots you know the way we're raised and um personally i was fortunate to have two parent household man that's a big that's i think that's a huge edge you know and uh i don't know if you know i think i think you just when you stop trying then you're dying yeah you know real. that kind of rhymes wow yeah, you out here rapping yeah, i'm like a rapper now <laughs> but like no if you if you don't want to put in the work like say you're you're good at something you should really focus on that thing until you feel like it's a success yeah and that's what i tell some people that i like you know a lot of these guys i see when i play cards they're not all professional poker players so I tell them like, hey, if you're like a really good at plumbing, start your own plumbing business. I'm really big on being an entrepreneur. Like, yeah. 
I'm all for like the big business and them, you know, working and having benefits because everyone's life is different, you right, know? Right. Some like I'm blessed that, you know, I'm lucky I don't got any kids, you know? I'm not lucky. I mean, if I was married, that I want kids, you mm -hmm. know? But like right now, I'm not married and this is my opinion. But like if you're going to have a child, you should have it with two, with another person, you know? You just don't have a baby and then that's it. Yeah, because that's a lot of responsibility if you're that person. So because you, you do want to have kids, you just want to do it in the right. right I have way. to do it where like yeah, it's it's ready because that'll be another job, right. you know. And I shouldn't say it's a job, but it's like a commitment that like, I don't know, man. I think it's like my life isn't complete until then. Yeah, but so you're looking, you're looking. For I'm looking that the future. Yeah, yeah. for that balance, man. I need that that balance, that balance of career and yeah, because personal that, family fulfillment. Because when I am. When my mind is clear, I'm a beast. Yeah. And, like, I'm talking just in everything. So, like, it's just the way it is. And I think society or people, they need to have clear mind and make judgment. Because, I mean, what makes me better than you or better than him is not I'm better. I'm not better than anyone. It's just maybe my mind is more focused because I don't have, you know, Junior in the background crying. Mm -hmm. Like people have life, you know, there's a real situation. Like I, I told you, I just moved to Arizona. Then I just moved to Florida, moved to wherever. Who does that? Yeah. People that don't have other responsibilities so right. I can focus on myself. So. And that, so, so as a, as a parent then, yeah. which is, I mean, that's something that I'm, I'm hoping to do yeah. soon too. Mm -hmm. We have to understand me and you both before yeah. we transition to it is yeah. we've been able to live our life selfishly. Yeah, creating definitely. businesses and you know creating well, what we've created, yeah. but when we make that parent switch, it's it's no longer yeah you can't do that yeah because I you have agree. to learn to live selfless because mm -hmm. you literally have another another soul another body another human who needs you to survive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think you're ready to to make that switch? <sighs> At the moment, if you're gonna ask me, can we do it? No, I'm not ready, but. I think I'd be ready when I meet that right person that mm. I want to build with. Right. You know, because financially, yeah, I could do it. Emotionally, probably not. Because mm. I am selfish. I'll tell you right now. I enjoy doing, like, I'm going to be going to Vegas the next couple weeks, and I'll be there for, like, six weeks. Yeah. You know, I'm, so I'm going to be playing poker every day. I haven't played poker in, like, three weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready for it because I know it's coming. Now, that is, I mean, that's your career, though. That's, so it's that's understandable. A part of it. That's a part so of it. So a, a woman who's going to come into your life, she has to understand that that's yeah. your career. Yeah. But then you also have to understand you're going to have to figure out how to balance your relationship mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. that career. Mm -hmm. and, and she might have to go with you to Vegas yeah. and hang out and kick she it, which could. I'm sure would be beautiful. To I, I would love that. Have that but support. Like, but, like, it's it's balanced, man. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, I don't need to go to Vegas and play in these tournaments, but I'd actually enjoy it. Yeah, and enjoy it. And there's a lot of money if you can do well in a couple of them, you know, or maybe all of them, whatever. Yeah. It's and even besides the money, you've already stated numerous times <laughs> that you just really love it. You I really just, enjoy it. You enjoy I'm, it. So I, you I should do what playing. you enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. Like, I mean, I, I would say this to your viewers. Like, do what you enjoy to do. And the money will come, you know, and it sounds corny. And my dad, you know, he'd be like, no, it's a job. You got to work, you know, but he had kids. He had two kids. So he had to work, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is like you, you have responsibility. You got to take care of that responsibility. Absolutely. And it's good to have like the ability to maybe um, do everything. Yeah. But we only got 24 hours in a day. Right. 
and that 24 hours i mean it it's 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 ticking man yeah but you got to make it work and that's why i got to stop eating because <laughs> I, I mean i'll be honest i catch a nap like i trade a lot too so my also, a day for day me trainer. yeah a day for me is like well i call it swing trading but i wake up at six in the morning i'm i mean i got a really nice setup so like i wake up i go i get ready have my water you know brush my teeth but i'm usually you know i'm just sitting there i'm i'm, I'm trading I'm, I'm i'm seeing what's going on in the market yeah then uh, I do work emails, you know, around like, because the first hour, the first half an hour is all you really need to concentrate because right. that's when the action is. Right. And everything, you know, is on East Coast time. Right. So that's why you're here, getting up at six. That's to, why I'm getting up at six. When they open. Oh, exactly. Because yeah, we're on the West Coast. Exactly. For anyone listening, we are in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. So um, one, one o'clock comes. That's when the market closes. But mm -hmm. like usually 1230, 12 to one, I'm back on it. I'm looking, seeing what's going on. So there's a gap between when I wake up, like a five, six hour gap, where potentially I'm up, but I'm like, damn, it's still early, you know? Um, I do work emails, I do, you know, I just do do regular stuff, but uh, man, you can just be so efficient if your body is in better shape, man. Yep. And, uh, you know, now that I'm gonna go to Vegas, <laughs> you're talking, 12 14 hour days these tournaments usually start anywhere from 10 a.m to noon and you won't get out of the rio the rio is in a casino in vegas where they hold the world series of poker um the past like 10 20 years um you won't get out of there till two three in the morning so what we have to do then yeah is we have to devise a plan for you yeah so you can get your fitness in mm -hmm. and get your nutrition in oh that's important it's definitely yeah important. We, need, we need you right man we yeah no and right. i and you know what? I, I I got a spot out there a couple of years ago, and um, buddy of mine is, uh, is is renting from me, and he's a fitness guy. Yeah. And he yells at me all the time. He's like, "You're just a fat slob," and I'm like, "Yeah." That's tough. You know, but but he, you know, I mean, he's 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 right, and he's 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 religious when it comes to working, man, working out. Like he, that's all he does. He yeah. loves to work out. So like. I don't think I'll ever love to work out. That's not something I've ever really been passionate about. But I think, you know, devising a plan with you and then having him is like a, just beat the crap out of me. Yeah, you got a support system. Yeah, I got a support system, you know, and. Um, Use us, man. Let's yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to go back. I haven't played that much cards since the business has been kind of growing that like I'm hungry to play. When and do I'm you head out? Uh, it's going to be the first tournament's May 30th. Okay. So I might get out like the twenty seventh. Oh, that's like a Memorial days. Day weekend. Is that what yeah, it is? I yeah, so. I believe yeah. so. So. And uh, when do you return? Uh, July sixteenth is like the last day, but okay. I might come back for periods because I do get burnt out, yeah. and I might just you know it's it's like a five five and a half hour drive. Then I'm gonna have to bring you back on yeah. for the second episode after your tournament. Yeah, and I'll hopefully I'll I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, man. tell us yeah. how it went. <laughs> How how you uh yeah. how you kept up? I'm sure the people are are gonna want to know about your fitness journey. Yeah, about your eating journey. Yeah, about I your, mean about your lady journey. We can talk about dating. Yeah, dating. That's 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 we that's, need a whole that, episode for that. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's gonna be tough. But okay. like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I weigh if I if I would guess I'm I'm like right around back around 200 pounds. Okay, if I was gonna guess it, and I'm only five seven, so. 
I can move. Let's I mean, get, you see me on the right. basketball yeah, court. You're, you're swifty, but like, man. I, yeah, I'm nifty and swifty, yeah. but like, I could be real deadly if I got back to 150. Let's get you there, bro. So I got I got to chop off a leg or chop off a couple limbs. You know, we'll lose lose there. lose twenty five percent of the weight, and we'll see. But yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Appreciate Thanks for it. having me, man. My friends, you have listened to an amazing episode of the Free Your Energy podcast. I just want to thank my guests again for coming on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can get him back on in July or August after his tournament. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Continue to free your energy.